Hello, friends. Hello, listeners. Hello, colleagues. We're so glad you're here and you've joined us for this episode of the Platinum Business Break podcast. And today's episode is The Way Business Should Be, Part 11, Removing Obstacles. And this is Season 4, Episode Number 3, and it is sponsored by Platinum Business Consulting. Hey, here at Platinum Business Consulting, our mission is to help small to medium-sized businesses become world-class organizations. It's easy to do, and we can show you how. A little background. So this past summer, my wife and I were on vacation. We were on a cruise ship, and during the cruise, the ship actually reset the compass. They had to do a maneuver out in the ocean, spin the boat around, and the captain said, hey, we're going we're gonna to recalibrate our compass. And I thought, that is perfect. I need to recalibrate my compass because that is why I'm on vacation. So I went through a thought process going, hey, what, are, what do I believe? You know, how, how can I do a reset? You know, because between, you know, COVID and this, that, and the other, you know, just kind of got wore down, got, you know, I was just tired and, you know, and I've kind of let some things slip. So I had to reaffirm, you know, what do I believe in? What are my core values? So I wrote this manifesto and I, you know, put these 20 something points on how business should be. And the whole, you know, supposition of my manifesto is business shouldn't be hard or difficult. Okay, I'm not saying business shouldn't be challenging, but business shouldn't be just a constant beat down in problems and issues. So I started with all these different types of points. And today we're going to cover actually uh, number 11, removing obstacles. And I'm going to start it with two quotes from one of my favorite people, uh, a gentleman named W. Edwards Deming, and that's Deming with one M, D-E-M-I-N-G. If you don't know him, you need to look him up. He is really a, a very interesting character. He is the person who uh, really got Japan on their path to quality after World War II. And the legacy he left behind is in Japan is the highest quality award is called the Deming Award. And, I, and again, I followed him for many years. Actually, I started following him back in the 80s when I was in manufacturing. And I've been, I've been carrying uh, several things and I'll, I'll kind of show them to the camera. It's a Deming's 14 points, uh, Deming's, uh, here we go, Deming's obstacles, and then the seven deadly diseases. Anyway, if, you, if you'll Google that or look that up, it's pretty cool. So I'm going to go over a couple of quotes. Uh, the first one is, a bad system will beat a good person every time. And the second one from Edwards Deming, and this is from his 14 points. It's point number 12. Remove the barriers that rob hourly workers and people in management of their right to pride of workmanship. And really what he's saying is removing the obstacles. All right, so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about obstacles and what you can do as a business to remove the obstacles from your team. So I'm going to give you 10 most common obstacles in business. So here we go. Number one, poor communication. Just talked to a client today. That's probably their number one issue. No one knows what's going on. A lack of clear communication can lead to misunderstandings, delays, and mistakes impacting productivity. And who owns communication. Hey guys, it's the upper management. It's not the marketing department. It's not the HR department. Oh sure, they communicate. But the culture of communication has to be set by the leadership, by the ownership, by the C-suite, by the directors, by the leaders of the company. Okay, Because you know I'm going to wear the leadership thing out. Number two, 
inadequate technology or tools. Outdated or inefficient tools and technology can slow down processes and hinder employees from performing their tasks efficiently. All right, I worked with a company several years ago, and they had three or four different software programs just to enter an order and keep track of inventory. The software didn't talk to each other, and it, and it basically duplicated, quadrupled everybody's workload. No one knew what was going on. And the poor accounting people at the end of each month, they had to reconcile all of it and clean it up. And then when they were audited, it was a mess. So, you know, inadequate technology is a huge barrier, a huge obstacle. All right, number three, micromanagement. Overly controlling management styles can stifle employee autonomy and creativity, reducing motivation and productivity. Now, there's a quote. I don't know if it's from Richard Branson or Steve Jobs. But anyway, it's one of those guys. Basically, they said, hey, you know, if, we hi if you want something done, hire a smart person and then let them do their job. And, and I know Steve Jobs was really, really big on this. But he was also real big on micromanagement, especially in his pet project. So micromanagement can be an issue, can be an obstacle. Number four, unclear goals and expectations, or let me just put it this way, vision. Yeah, many of you are waiting for that. If you know me, that's I always plug that in somewhere. When employees are unsure about their roles, responsibilities, and the overall goals of the organization, it can lead to confusion and decrease productivity. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You show me an organization where there's complete chaos, expectations are not clear, I will show you an organization where there is no leadership and there's no vision. All right. Number five, lack of training. Insufficient training can result in employees not fully understanding their tasks or how to use the tools provided, impacting their ability to work efficiently. Now, there's a lot of statistics out there on training. and something only like 20-something percent of the companies out there provide training. Some do actually very, very good job with training. Very few now, a lot of companies, especially larger companies, they have training portals or LMS systems. But the problem is the employees look at it as a punishment. Not They're not excited about it. So you have to set a culture of training in your organization. That means the people at the top. That means your C-suite guys. That means your leadership. You guys have to demonstrate that you're also interested in training and show them that you take classes or courses as well, right? Number six, workplace distractions. Excessive noise, interruptions, or a lack of conducive work environment can reduce focus and productivity. And again, this is kind of different because now we have remote work. We have employees. You know, a lot of people aren't in the office anymore. So again, what are the distractions? Are the distractions, you know, you know, a family or distractions, not a good workspace? So work distractions. Now, some of that, you know, the, the team member, the employee, it's their responsibility to remove that. But if you're at an office... Uh, management needs to look at that. I, I used to work at a company years ago. We had coffee stations everywhere. Oh, what a huge distraction. Does everyone get up, go to the coffee station, and they'd loiter, and, and it would get noisy? Workplace distractions can be an obstacle. All right, number seven, burnout and stress. Overworking employees without providing adequate support can lead to burnout, stress, and, and a decline in productivity. See this a lot, too, in companies. And here's the thing with that. A lot of companies, they're laying people off, or they've let people go, or maybe post-COVID, they didn't rehire. They didn't backfill. So now people are doing the work of multiple people. That's where a lot of this burnout and stress comes from. And a lot of, again, comes from no vision, no clear understanding of, of the company or, you know, they don't even know what their job is supposed to be. So burnout and stress is an obstacle. Number eight, ineffective leadership. Here we go. Poor leadership can contribute to a lack of direction, motivation, and a sense of purpose among employees. Employees want to know 
what's going on. And and I say this, everyone from the, the, the owner, the president, all the way to the lowest level person in the organization should have a clear understanding of the vision. And that is the leader's responsibility to do that. As my friend and mentor, John Maxwell says, organizations rise and fall on leadership. All right. I'll leave that one alone because I talk about that enough. Number nine, inadequate recognition and rewards. Employees who feel unappreciated or unrewarded for their efforts may become demotivated, affecting their productivity. Now, I've talked to a lot of people on this. A lot of companies have award programs, and those are great. But, you know, at the end of the day, people don't want pizza parties. Uh, people, People just want to do a good job. They want you to clear out the obstacles. And I think what people want is time off. You know, so instead of giving a pizza party, give them a, a day off. All right. Or give them some money, maybe a bonus. So, so you know, a lot of these award programs are, are just fluff, in my opinion. And you got to be careful because, you know, oh, hey, everyone, you're going to get a hat. You're going to get a hat today. All right. whoop de doo They don't care. They would rather have the right software. They'd rather have uh, some processes in place to make their job easier. All right. That's all I'm saying. Number 10, inflexible work policies. Rigid work schedules and policies may not accommodate the diverse needs of the preferences of the employees, impacting their work-life balance and their overall productivity. Now, again, this depends on what industry. And, you know, if you're in, you know, retail, you know, whether it's restaurant or, or you know, like a Walmart or Target or something like that, you know, you got to have people there. You know, and they got to show up on time if you have any manufacturing, you know, if you have office staff or if you have people who actually their just job is to produce results from projects or data or whatever, you know, just let them do their job. You know, it's not the hours they work sometimes. It's, it's what is their output. So again, if you have a job that is graded on your output, you know, who, who cares? I mean, I've always had the ability, I could do eight hours worth of work in two hours. Uh, that's just, I, 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 I get hyper-focused. I knock it out. So don't penalize me for that or don't penalize people who could work like that. All right. All right. So that was 10 common obstacles that businesses have in management, you got to remove them. But guess what? I'm going to give you the top 15 ways, not one, but two, but 15 ways to remove obstacles. And some of these are just exactly what I just went through. Number one, clear communication, ensure open and transparent communication, clearly articulate expectations, goals, and any changes in the organization. Regularly check in with the team members to address concerns and provide feedback. Sounds pretty simple to me. Number two, empowerment. Encourage autonomy and empower team members to make decisions. Trusting employees with their responsibilities fosters a sense of ownership and motivation. Also, let them make mistakes. Obviously, if it's something illegal or egregious, yeah. But I'm just talking about if they make a mistake, what do they learn from it? Encourage them, and it's okay. We need people who can make decisions in business. But people are afraid to make decisions. See that all the time. We need decisive people in business. Right, number three, training and development. Here we go. Invest in continuous training and development programs. Equip employees with the necessary skills to overcome challenges and excel in their roles. Again, companies, you need training. If you need help with that, let us know. Platinum uh, Training Technologies, one of our sister companies, can help with that. Number four, recognition and rewards. Again, we talked about that a minute ago. Recognition boosts morale, motivates employees to perform their best. And again, I think some of the recognition I've seen in the past has just been very, hey, appreciate what you're doing, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. But they say it so often. They say it to everyone. It's not special. So if you're going to do it, make sure it's personalized. Make sure it's one-on-one. Make sure it's sincere. All right. Number five, flexible work arrangements. Okay. If you can, if you can do that in your business, 
remote work options, flexible hours, compressed work weeks. Flexibility helps employees achieve better work-life balance. Now, some people say, what is work-life balance? Well, I think since COVID, a lot of people realize they're not, they're not going to die for their job anymore. Okay, We've seen so many people leave, so many people doing their own thing. And that is still true today. And, you know, in, in, in large employers have forgotten that. You know, we're, we're back to kind of where we were before, these kind of draconian, well, you know, there's people waiting for your job. Mm, not really. If, you, if your company has a bad reputation, if it's on Indeed or Glassdoor or something like that, that you know, yeah, you're, you're going to get someone to fill their job. But it's not the guy you need. It's not the person you need, all right? Uh, again, it's a lot easier to keep an employee than to find a new one, especially if they're good. All right, number six, provide resources. Ensure that employees have access to the tools, technology, and resources they need to do their job. Just, guys, they just need the tools to do their job. It's that simple. If they need something that's keeping them from doing their job, get it for them. Is it a subscription to some software? Is, is it a new monitor? Is it a better chair at their office? Okay, something as simple as that can make a huge difference. All right, number seven, foster a positive work environment. Cultivate a positive workplace culture, including collaboration, respect, diversity, create a supportive atmosphere where individuals feel valued. Again, I think that's a very important because, again, I worked for a manager before. This is years ago. And what this guy did is he, he would systematically exclude certain people. Um, and he did that on purpose because, you know, just, it, it, you know, just a, he would slight people. And, you know, and, and that just is like, oh, man, it's like I'm not part of the team. So you got to be very cognizant of that. You know, if you're going to exclude people, make sure they understand to say, hey, this particular project, we, you know, we don't need your expertise on that. We want you know, free you up. We, we, we don't want to waste your time. So make sure you're co- communicating that. Um, you know, again, it's just you know, be positive. All right. Number eight, regular feedback. Conduct regular check-ins and provide constructive feedback. Understand their strengths and areas for improvement. Now, the thing with that is, um, you know, I see it sometimes, hey, a formal review. Look, if, if you're doing once a year reviews and your employee and that team member that you're reviewing is surprised and shocked at what you said. You haven't talked to them enough during the year. Uh, when I was a manager of people, uh, I would talk to them you know, on a weekly basis. Hey, how are you doing? What's going on? Anything I could do to help you? The annual review should not be a bad experience. It should be just the culmination of the whole year. Yeah, no surprises. I mean, the only thing is money. Yeah, you know, sometimes the managers can't control what, what they're giving for raises or whatever. But I think regular feedback and check-ins, you know, once a month. If, if, you, if, you, if you're not talking with an employee on a regular basis, put it on a calendar, have a one-on-one with them. Just talk with them as a person. Just say, hey, man, what's going on? Are you okay? Or what's going on in your life? You know, it's that simple. All right. Number nine, conflict resolution. Address conflicts promptly and constructively. Provide mechanisms for conflict resolution. Create a culture where differences of opinion are seen as opportunities for growth. Now, again... Depends on the environment. I mean, if it's an antagonistic and hostile environment, if you got that one person who's always stirring the pot, got to get rid of them. If they're negative, always negative, they, they, have a, they have a problem for every solution. Get rid of them. The sooner you do that, everyone's got to be rowing in the same direction. Again, that's part of culture, that's part of leadership, and that's part of vision. But the culture sets that tone, all right? Number 10, promote a work-life balance. Recognize the importance of work-life balance. Encourage employees to take breaks, vacations, and time off to prevent burnout and ensure long-term well-being. In fact, I read a statistic. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it's something 
like the Americans or you know people in the U.S., they take the least amount of vacation. And that is so wrong. You know, hey, the Europeans, they're taking holiday all the time. And they're still getting stuff. Now, look, I know they didn't put a guy on the moon or all that. But <laughs> you know what? They enjoy life. My son was over in Spain for, for college and went back recently. And, you know, they, they're enjoying life. And that's all I'm saying. So when you're looking at work-life balance, a lot of it is on the employee, okay? If you have PTO, if you have vacation, take it. Take it as often as you can, all right? Because it's important. You know, and the sad thing is a lot of people, they were, you know, 50 weeks just to have two weeks off. And, and, you know, that's sad. And then on those two weeks off, they don't do anything. They don't really recharge. They don't take advantage. And they don't take advantage of those three-day weekends or those extra holidays during the year. And the other sad part is a lot of people, you know, they're, they're oh, I'm going to retire. I'm going to work to this age. And then once they retire, they're dead in five years. Guys, don't wait to start living. When you're retired, start living today. I don't care how old you are. All right. That's all I'm saying. That's why I tell my kids. And they're doing it too, which I'm glad. All right. Number 11, invest in well being programs. Support employee well being through wellness programs. This could mean mental health initiatives, fitness programs, coaching or group coaching, and access to counseling services. Now, that's really big. And, I, and again, I think the coaching is really great because a lot of employees struggle. A lot of groups of employees have a lot of dysfunction. Coaching can help. You could do a disc personality assessment, find out you know, how everyone ticks, have a group coaching session, and then you'll build a high-performance team, all right? Number 12, clear goal setting. Set clear and achievable goals. Employees are more likely to overcome obstacles when they understand the broader objectives and how their work contributes to the overall success of the organization. And I've seen in so many companies where a lot of your employees, they have no idea on sales or profit or, or you know, any kind of metrics. You know, everyone should have some sort of a number or metric that they're responsible for or aware of to do their job. All right, we can tell you more about that if that, that piques your interest. All right, number 13, adaptability. Embrace change and encourage adaptability. Create a culture where employees feel comfortable adapting to new technologies and methodologies and market trends. I think this is so important. You have to create a culture of change. Change is the only constant. How many organizations out there, oh, this is the way we always do it. Look, I, I don't have a problem with the old way. A lot of times the old way is the best way. But you got to look at, at the new ways. And sometimes you got to look at different things. Or maybe you have a person come in from a different industry and has a different perspective on something. You know, like, and I've been that guy. I, I worked for a company. I came in. I said, look, look, if we do it this way, I think it could work here. Didn't listen to me because I wasn't from their industry. All right. Whatever. All right. Adaptability. Number 14, promote inclusivity. Ensure that everyone in the team feels included and valued. Address any biases and promote diversity in all aspects of the organization. You know, again, that, that could be you know, a lot of different things, but where I see the most of it is people are just excluded because they're not one of the cool kids, all right? They're not in the in crowd. That is, you know, you, you sh we shouldn't be having clicks at work, and, and the leadership or management shouldn't be in charge of those clicks. I see that all the time. It's terrible. It's despicable. So, hey, let's get everyone on the same page, right? Let's get everyone sharing that common vision mission and core values make such a difference all right last one lead by example demonstrate the values and behaviors you expect from your team leading by example sets a standard for professionalism commitment integrity again leadership it's it's that's the thing businesses organizations rise and fall on leadership leaders really should be doing you know, really three things they should be communicating the vision 
to, to employees and to customers. They should be removing obstacles, making sure everyone has all their resources. And number three, they should be looking at the future, all right? What is the vision for the company and, 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 and painting that picture very clear and getting everyone excited and fired up about what they're doing, right? So that's what lead by example is. Do as I say and do as I do, not the other. Okay, you know what I'm saying, you've heard that quote. All right, that's it. We're gonna wrap this one up. Again, this is season four, episode three, The Way Business Should Be, part 11, Removing Obstacles. And if you need help with any of this, if you're a small to medium-sized business and this has resonated with you, can you reach out to us? Check out our website, we're on Instagram, Facebook, we're on LinkedIn, and we've got a lot of cool free content, so we'd love to have you check it out. All right, that's all I got, and we will see you next time. Bye.